my name is John. You are listening to Packers Blitz Podcast, the podcast done by two diehard Packer fans who survived the dark times of the 80s of Packer football and live to talk about it. This podcast is always dedicated to the greatest fans of all, Packer fans. So we have a tweet for you of Packer Blitz people. Um, we have on the podcast friend of the podcast and friend michael nielsen say hey mike how you doing good how are you john thanks so much for having me again yeah no problem always love to have you back um before we get his he's going to kind of talk about the whole rogers and barb situation he has some insight if you remember from um episode 14 where he made a documentary uh, called Last Day at Lambeau about the Favre divorce from the Packers. And we are right back. <laughs> yeah. Right, Michael? Yeah. We're back to where it started. Um, the other thing, too, he has a new documentary out called Beyond Human Nature, which we will talk about later. Um, I can tell you it, it will be playing in April at the Wisconsin Film Festival. So, yay. Yes, um, indeed. I'll put a, pardon me? I said, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and, you know, so we'll talk about that later. But we got <laughs> we got to talk to you about this whole Rogers thing. Mm -hmm. But before that, I have to ask, Michael, are you going to do a Rogers documentary? <laughs> <laughs> well, so we, we've, we've joked about that, myself and the, the other filmmakers who worked on that. And it was called Last Day at Lambeau, as you mentioned. Um, it came out in 2012, so uh, right after, you know, a couple years after um, all that went down. Uh, and that's still available to be seen for free to anyone who wants to see it. It's on Vimeo. I'll, I'll supply John with a link, a link to the the, the film um, uh, so he can share with all of you. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, you know, we've joked about doing a Rogers version, but it, 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 it isn't yet compelling enough for a movie. What needs to happen in order for that to happen is he needs to leave the Jets after a year and then go play for the Vikings or the, or the mm. Bears or something. The, that was the moment that we started filming Last Day at Lambeau was when it was like, okay, this is this is now yep. a vengeance story. <laughs> and now it's it's actually got like it. a third act that's like happening here. Uh, it's not just a usual, you know, star yeah. play. It's not Joe Montana finishing his career with the Chiefs. It's, uh, it's, it's now Joe Montana's coming back with the Seahawks and he's going to try mm -hmm. and like, you know, get revenge on the 49ers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, yeah. Different thing. That's awesome. Hey, if you do make one, can I be in it? Oh yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna get we're gonna get right to it. So um, I talked to on my last episode to my uh, buddy Andy, and we were talking about it. And I said, you know, I really need some other insight from a great Packer fan and a, a great friend. Talk about this whole Rogers, what we call it a debacle. Um, what would you call it? Michael, if it's not a debacle, what would you say this whole thing is kind of shaping up to be? So it, it debacle is a good word. Um, there's certainly <laughs> a few curse words I could throw out, but what I'll also what I'll, what I'll maybe say is um, it is it's it's really unfortunate. Like it's just hmm. really sad, you know. Yeah. Like it's it's just this is not the way we wanted this to go um it, it it didn't have to end like this like there were a number of ways this could have gone mm. where it, where it didn't mm -hmm. have to be like this um mm -hmm. so yeah just overall it just it just feels kind of unfortunate 
Now, you watched the Pat McAfee show like I did. Yep. So can you kind of give me your, I don't know, kind of feelings from watching it? And did you ever get confused like I did? Oh, sure. Well, whenever okay. I got confused, I think, and, I, and and this is maybe how I would articulate even what it felt like just watching it. Whenever I would get confused, I was less confused and more kind of like uh, exasperated exasperated at Rogers Ooh, good work. Um, because I would just, um, you know, he's kind of the, I've used this metaphor before or this analogy. It's, it's, it's he's kind of like the arsonist who like burns down a house and then like looks quizzically at the, you know, fire department when they arrive and they're kind of like, what are you guys doing here? Why are you overreacting? Like it's, it's, it, he, it's a very weird thing he does. Love um, it. Where it's just, it's just, he'll act like he's like, you know, why is everyone making such a big deal out of this? Like, I, you know, no one's, no, I haven't, I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't done whatever. And then like, meanwhile, there's a, right. a, a blazing fire going on behind him. Um, <laughs> and so uh, it, 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 he's, he's, he's a perplexing guy to listen to sometimes, but, uh, but no, more than anything, I just felt when I was listening to it that the Packers really, really miscalculated in signing him to that extension last year. That is, that is mm. in, in hindsight, as a fan taking in new information, that is one of the biggest mistakes I think of my lifetime as a Packers fan. Um, mm. That is, okay. that that is going to prove to be if Jordan love is not like really the answer I, I think that's a fireable offense that 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 contract they gave Rogers. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's really see one of the things. Here's where I got totally confused. Yeah. First of all, he started out by saying, "Hey, this is not where I make the decision. I'm not making the decision right. today." And I was like, "Yeah." I took my lunch, right? <laughs> you know, at work to tell him, "Hey, I'm." I'm, you know, I'm I'm gonna take a little longer lunch because I'm watching the, and then I thought it was super weird because Pat McAfee, he has a way he's starting to learn to be a journalist. Yeah, he still has a way where he's poking the bear, uh-huh. right? And then he and then he before you know it, Aaron Rodgers is going, well, yeah, my intention is to play with the Jets. Right. And you're like, what? <laughs> right. It was a little confusing. Yeah, he's he, well, he's he's trying he's trying to be dramatic. He's he, like that's the thing. I I I wish he would tune down the the showmanship. That to you know, yeah. he's 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 yeah. he's too concerned with that at the moment. Um, yeah. So, would you agree with me that he carefully measures every word he says? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. To the point. To think. the point where it's um. It comes across as very inauthentic at a certain point. Um, you don't know mm. what to take seriously that comes out of his mouth. Um, yeah. You know, at a certain point, you know, uh, I didn't need to hear him keep saying how much he loved Green Bay at a certain point. It's like, dude, like, I, okay, I got it. I understand. But like, you know, you're saying it so much now that it feels put on. Like, what is this? <laughs> you know? Right, 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 right. Um, you know what I thought about it too, Michael, was that he kept saying love and, yeah. um, uh, you know, really gratitude. If that was a drinking game, right. I would have been. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. It should be a drinking game going forward with him. Absolutely. Whenever, whenever he's going to talk about, yeah, his enlightenment, his love, yeah, his his, you know, con- whenever he uses the word conversations, conversations, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah I, you, there should be a shot with any of those. Yeah, and here's the other thing that confused me. 
and maybe again this you can offer some uh i want some clarity from you so you remember he said he was 90 percent convinced he was going to retire yeah i don't believe that at all really why because i i i I don't believe i don't believe that that's where he's at just just six cents like watching him listening to him talk um and uh, uh, I I still think he will play into his forties. Honestly, I think I think he might be playing when he's forty-two still. Um, so yeah, we will get into that. Yeah. Uh, um, but here's the thing that even more confused me. Okay. Yep. So now you just said, "No, nah, I don't buy that." Yep. So he goes into the darkness retreat, and remember too he said that when he was walking off the field against detroit which you were at the game yeah i know i was at his last game as a packer (laughs) i can't believe that so he he had the feeling he said and i quote i i believe this is it i think this is it Mm -hmm. for me so follow me on this Mm -hmm. michael You, you you go into after the the next morning you get up you drive into the office and you say, well, guys, what's going on? Are you guys thinking on um, moving on? Because I'm kind of thinking on doing that right. too or possible retiring. Like, okay, that's the moment that you say, well, I, sure, I, I think we're going to move forward. We're like 90% sure we're moving forward. Sure. That way, Aaron Rodgers could be like, oh, I get it. Right. You guys don't want me, right? Right. You're making it pretty obvious. But remember, he says he's 90% sure he's going to retire, goes into the darkness, <laughs> comes out of the darkness, goes to his little shed or whatever they said, yep. looks at his phone, and it's basically like, see ya. Thanks for the memories. Right. Do you believe that too? I don't. Do you think? No. Okay. That that it's too Why? it's too convenient of a narrative. I th- I think that that it's so transparently only hearing half the story. Um. I, I that because even even uh, uh AJ Hawk asked him after that. Yeah. You because know, that's his whole his whole narrative, right? He's trying to set up this narrative where he wasn't yeah. sure. He was thinking he was going to retire, maybe, and you know. But then once he came out, he he was ready to go, and like you know, he was he was thinking the Packers, and then he learned the Packers didn't want him. So he's trying to set up this narrative where the Packers choose to get rid of him before he is ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. then AJ Hawk asked him the logical question. So you're saying before you went into the 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 darkness retreat, you would have gone back to the Packers if you came back. Like you weren't thinking about leaving the Packers; you were just considering retiring. You, you but the Packers would have been the team if you came back. And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I don't know, maybe not, whatever." It's like, okay, well then, what is this? What is this whole narrative? Like, what are we talking about? Like, you didn't you didn't have a eureka moment when you you know heard what they were saying afterwards. Yeah. You also mm-hmm. weren't, weren't thinking you wanted to come back after that, and that's okay. Right. Like it like it's not you know it, this yeah, is a little yeah. different than. The Favre thing in some ways because Favre retired uh, uh, and then decided he wanted to come out. He wanted to come back out of retirement after the Packers had moved on to Aaron Rodgers as a result of his retirement. Um, yeah. You know, this is a little bit different. Where he's still a Packer today, the day we're recording this, he's he's on the books on the team. Like you know, he's on That's the right. roster. Um, so it's a very weird, surreal place where he's he's an he's still an asset of the Green Bay Packers. Yet right. he's not really. Um, it's a weird middle ground. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And 
I think I've told you this before, and um, we've listened to the show and everything. Everybody knows I am. I love Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I think he's done more for this organization than anyone in Packer history. I also think you know. Remember, he he said a quote. He goes, "No one has bled more green goat than me," mm-hmm. and he's right because he has given to numerous charities. He's given to um, really a lot of his time they didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is one of the things that I, I always liked about him was that he was <laughs> arrogant enough to know that, hey, I'm the best. Right. So, right. And I know I'm the best. And there's nothing wrong with saying that mm. when you are. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> when you go through his playoff picture and you look at all the losses, now they're not all his fault. Sure. But you're paid to win Super Bowl. Right. And he and he typically doesn't show up like the Hall of Famer in those big moments. Like it it's it, it he never Correct. not never rarely has like his biggest game under the biggest spotlight. The the it's usually throughout uh, during the regular season he's killing it and then they get into the playoffs and he you know tends to have like a weird game or two um and it's just yeah it's it's difficult it's not all on him I agree but it but it's a uh, and yeah. you yeah and you know the 49ers yeah. built their playoff legacy mm-hmm. off Aaron Rodgers right which by the way that was his favorite team growing right. up so it's just weird I don't know yeah. But it's but it, but like I, but I'll, I'll, I'll say you know I I at the as it stands at the moment I am more frustrated at the Packers organization than I am at Rodgers even though I am ready to move on from Rodgers. Um, yeah. uh, I I you know for whatever chaos Rodgers created in this by the way he behaves and the way he you know talks outside of the the meetings you know kind of gives the passive aggressive the uh, digs at the organization and stuff for all the mess that he creates i sort of bake that into the equation already like we've known who this guy is for many many years now um so i'm confused by how the packers organization has found itself back in this spot again after going through it once with brett how are we back here now? Yeah. Like how did how, yeah. like the only common denominator between these two things is Mark Murphy and the Packers organization. Like yeah. what the hell? Um, and, and they just seem so inept. They see, it's almost like, uh, you know, the, I, 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 I honest, I'm honestly still wrapping my head around it to be honest. Yeah. So you've seen the movie office space. Oh right? yeah. I love it. Okay. So, I'm going to play a line from you. Every time people say Mark Murphy, this is what I think about. Okay, so I'm going to play this right now for you. I have people skills. I am good at dealing with people. Can't you understand it? What the hell is wrong with you people? (laughs) Right. Right? Remember the old guy in there? I have people skills. Don't you guys get it? Portrayed by Wisconsin actor Richard Reilly, actually. Pretty great. God comes back, my friend. Um. That's what I always think of Mark Murphy. Because remember, you know how he fired Mike McCarthy? Yeah, always terrible. That? Yeah. Yeah. It was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. The rumor is that he went down at the in the locker room, basically said, Hey, get up to my office. <laughs> get your big butt up to my office. I'm I'm putting in big butt. Yeah. Um 
And that was it. Yeah. Everybody was like, but there's three games left. Right. It, it, we're, we're, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, 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 they, they have an astounding lack of, uh, yeah, people skills and, and, uh, just, honest to god just sensibilities they 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 they're they're so corporate at this point they give such a corporate vibe right. um that yeah they, there's just endless stories of them kind of leaving former players and coaches with bad taste in their mouth and i don't like that and as, and as as the the nfl's smallest market team you can't have that reputation you have to have the opposite reputation that yeah Yes, we're the smallest market, and yes, you got to come to the frozen tundra where it's cold and all that stuff, and it's not a big, you know, New York City type place where everything's going to be there for entertainment. Yeah, you're you're going to come up here for football and football only, and we treat you better than all the other teams. That's what you need to have with a team like this. Uh, you can't you can't be in Siberia, so to speak, and kind of be <laughs> like you know not great people. People, that's 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 yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, and you, you so let's elaborate on that a little mm-hmm. bit but before we throw uh, mark murphy under the bus <laughs> we both agree that he's done so much for this organization to make it look professional, oh yeah right in the role of title president town, and ceo absolutely title town yep. the new facilities yep. the you know like you uh, and myself we've been going to packer games for a while and if you remember like maybe i don't know five, 10, whatever, a number of years ago, you, you go to Lambeau and you're like, wow, okay. Right. <laughs> Could need some work. Yep. And then what did they do? They put up the title town with, you know, where you can take your kids, the Packers Hall of Fame, the businesses and the hotels. Yeah. Mark Murphy did that, people. Don't forget that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we are on the list to host the NFL draft. Right. Do you think we would be on that list if not for Mark Murphy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, right? it, he certainly didn't screw it up and he's, and he's a very good business person. Um, I still think all that stuff starts with having a winning franchise. Um, uh, mm-hmm. If, if, if mm-hmm. we were, if we were the Cleveland Browns during the last, you know, <laughs> 15 years oh. or 17 years, yeah. I, I, okay. I wonder if even Mark Murphy could have done a whole lot with that. Um, but, but it's, but it's, uh, you know, he, he's, 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 he's absolutely quality at the business side as, as the president and CEO, he, he does more than enough. Uh, he, I'd rather they not put him in front of a microphone very often because he doesn't seem to be able to do that very well. Um, uh, but, but other than that, he seems to do a very good job. The frustration comes in for me, uh, now that he's put himself in the role of, football operations head essentially above the head coach and the GM and, and Ed policy mm. the cap guy or not. I'm sorry. That's not Ed wow. policy, uh, uh, Russ ball. Um, the fact that he's, that he's got all three of those guys at equal levels reporting to him. Yeah. That's a it's mistake. a, I think it created this. I think the whole, the whole yeah. mistake with the, with the, the, the re-signing Rogers to the three years with 160 million guaranteed last off season, mm was created mm-hmm. by that my my I, obviously i don't know this i have no I, there's no evidence to this uh outside of just putting pieces together but at this early date march 17th my guess about what happened was gudekunst was ready to move on for years was ready to cut rogers basically every offseason and really saw the opportunity last offseason with rogers coming off of two back-to-back mvps and the fact that denver had hired nathaniel hackett as their head coach 
We can get rid of him right now for a King's Ransom. We could be the first team in NFL history to trade a defending MVP for a King's Ransom. More than what they Absolutely. than what the Seahawks got for Russell Wilson. And my guess is Mark Murphy stopped him. That's my guess. Why? Why? Because Mark Murphy's thinking about the the business, the brand, the legacy of being a team that trades a, a, a two-time mm-hmm. or four-time uh, NFL MVP. Uh, uh, he's thinking about you know, we're not stupid. That was his quote, right? We're not trading Aaron Rodgers. We're not yeah, stupid. We're not stupid. Right? We think we're stupid. Exactly. Yeah. He's thinking about all that stuff. Uh, whereas Gudekunst, you know, I'm not saying Gudekunst is wise here, but Gudekunst knew that this relationship was over already. It was done. And anything that we were going to do to prolong it was not real. Like it was, it was, and now that we've heard from Rodgers, his recounting of last season sure sounds like that's true. Like it was basically a wasted year. Like they they, they were hating each other the whole year. He didn't feel like he was wanted from Mm -hmm. like week three on. So like, what was the point of, of the extension? Like there was no point of this. And now that you've done that in the span of one season, you have gone from having a King's ransom for this guy to a situation where you're Mm going to be lucky to maybe get a second round pick. Like it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And if if that's the case, Mm. if that's the case, I'm telling, I honestly, that, that is fireable offense. That is, that is bad business. Uh, And so that is, but, but, but but you, who would you fire if it's Mark Murphy who made that call? Yeah. You You would need. And remember, yeah. yeah, Remember he's tied to, well, he tied himself to Rogers contract. Right. So he has two more years and he's retiring. Right. And you would basically need a, a mutiny on the part of the board to 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 get rid of him right now. <laughs> yeah. And so like you're not gonna get if that's the case, if no one gets fired, that's my suspected reason is that Gudikinst would have traded him last offseason and Murphy stopped him. That's my guess. Man, I love it. Bring it in, yeah. Michael. Love it. <laughs> um here's the thing. You know what I think it went south? You you with mm. Rodgers and the organization. It's not with the Jordan Love thing. I, I really don't think that's not it. Because I know Rodgers said, why didn't you tell mm-hmm. me? You could have just told me. I would have been okay with it. Hey, buddy, we don't have to tell you. Right. Okay, so where it went south, is, and this is brilliant Rodgers. This is why I love him. Remember when he had that press conference that was like an, an hour? Oh, yeah. And, and he came up and he said, we need to treat players better yeah. and they need to ask me for personnel moves. And they, he basically gave the finger yeah. to, to Packers organization without actually yeah. doing it. He went right? That was the scorched earth press conference. It was two off seasons ago. That was scorched yeah. earth. So at that time you go, okay, this ain't mm-hmm. working. <laughs> Goodbye. Right. And people would have been like, Right, you know, but but then hey, I think then he won another MVP, and then they signed him to a three-year extension that led to last year. (laughs) Like it's just like I I I, I'm happy to have the two MVPs, but that last off season, right? Sure, but 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 that last off season, man. I mean, I I, because I and for the record, no no one on this show will know, but but I'll I'll be totally honest, like. Last offseason, I was in favor of the extension. I was in favor of, of signing him for three more years mm. so that he would finish his career out in Green Bay sure. and 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 you know yeah. go keep staying all in. Like just I don't care if we have to rebuild completely at the end of this, whatever. Um 
Yeah. But, it, it, you know, as fans, we're always operating with the least amount of information, right? So, like, right. now with more information and the benefit of hindsight and, like, hearing how, how this last season <laughs> went, uh, it, it, it's just a total nonsense. Like, like I, I, I don't understand. I think I even talked about this on the last time I was on the show. The uh, my biggest frustration of the last couple of years was that we were kind of half in, half out on the all in thing. Right. And Absolutely. so it's like, why are we doing this half in, half out mode? Like, either you're all in or you're building for the future. Like, like, like don't do both. No. And 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 the, in retrospect, now that contract extension was more of that, more of doing both. Um, and I just don't get it. I I, I think I think you know I I can if we only get a second round pick out Ugh. of Rogers now, honest to God, that, that is, that is, I will never be able to hear Brian Gutekunst or Bart Murphy ever again, say that their primary motivation is protecting the Packers or doing what's best for the Packers. No. Like, cause that, if that was the case, you would have traded him a year earlier. Yes, absolutely. Let's get, this is some, uh, my, my man here. No, because he basically lived it in his documentary. So <laughs> can you give me, without getting into like, we probably could get into like whatever. For give sure. Me the two main or three main differences between Barf, divorce, <laughs> what a yep. debacle, whatever you want to call it, and Rogers. What do you think are the differences? Well, the, the number one, I think I already mentioned, which is that Favre retired. And he right. retired, and that changed that 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 sends the whole thing on a different direction from the beginning, because then the Packers had the ability to do kind of like the the closure moment of the press conference, and then they were able to uh, uh, publicly move the conversation on to building into the future. And it was and it wasn't until Favre got the itch to come back late in the off season that we started all this. So so mm-hmm. the, the real nightmare of the summer of Favre didn't really start until, you know, July. Yeah. Um, so it was later. That's a difference. Um, another would be uh, the fact that because it was later, the face of the organization in dealing with it fell to the head coach, Mark, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy was the one taking questions all the time whenever he would appear for... Uh, mini camps uh, and and eventually training camp when when Favre showed up um, and that was pretty nightmarish for him um, and eventually he ended up having to almost have the final you know fatherly say of like you know we're not letting him back in because I got to protect this locker room kind of decision um, mm-hmm. everyone blamed Ted at the time and yes Ted signed the papers to tread to trade him yeah. but publicly man it was all Mike McCarthy that whole summer Um uh, then, uh, probably the only, the other big difference would be, I don't, th- you know, the difference is there, th- man, they, they, there's way more similarities than there are differences. I mean, like it, it okay. I, I was going to say, I was going to say the difference, um, between the two quarterbacks themselves, um, uh, in the sense that, you know, they are different people and they handle things a little bit differently, but at this point in their career, they are, they are very similar, um, you know, there's a couple of really just uncanny parallels. Yes, uh, let's talk uh, that, about that. Yeah, the, uh, one is that it was almost, I want to say, 11 years to the day. I might be doing the math wrong. Or 11 years to the week uh, from when Rodgers came in to relieve Favre 
uh, against the Cowboys in 2007. Mm-hmm. 2007. To show that, Correct. yeah, um, uh, uh, when he when he was the backup and came in to relieve Favre from his injury to kind of like you know finish out the game and show his chops. It was almost 11 years, I want to say, to the week when Jordan Love had that against Philly this past year. Oh um, wow! Or not 11, sorry, longer than that, like well, 16 sure. or 17, whatever it was. Yeah, um, I get but it. it was like it was like that week of the season. Mm. Um, then you have uh, 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 this whole thing that Rodgers just did with Pat McAfee. That was Greta Van Susteren. That was when Favre right. went Greta Van Susteren on Fox yeah, News. Yeah, you sent me that. Thank you. Yeah, um, that, that's exactly what that was. Um, yep. Uh, and and then when he kind of like you know didn't go as scorched earth as he did in that press conference, but but uh, you know kind of laid out his timeline, so to speak. Yeah. Um, in a, in a in a in a in a venue like Greta Van Susteren was to Favre, where he was not going to get challenged, where it was going to be kind of right. scripted questions and and you know whatever. Um, and that's what Pat McAfee was. Um, there was a, a you know, th- there's there's a few other ones out there that I have to, I have to refresh myself on now, but there but there's some almost eerie parallels uh, yeah. among all this stuff. But. Yes, and but here's my biggest difference between yeah. Favre and Rogers. Okay, like you said, and like we both said, you know, Rogers is a smart guy. He's very yep. careful with his words. Why Favre is like. He's that good old boy where he's going to have a beer with you and we're going to hunt gators or yep. deer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, yep. I can relate to that guy. That's a guy I can yeah. relate to, right? Yep. However, do you recall when Barb came back on family night or yep. Rogers first? Oh, yeah. Not really coming out, but he was taking over the team. Do you remember that at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you remember... Favre came back like a, like he was some conqueror. Yep, he was <laughs> he was a returning hero. Yeah, everybody's yeah. Back. Come on, Rogers yeah. is not doing that, and that's no, well, where I see the difference. I I could see Rogers doing that, but but you actually reminded me in that that that's probably where my third difference is is okay. uh, the way that the two quarterbacks are viewed. Um, I know, I know you're saying how much you love Rodgers and I love Rodgers as a player as well, but, I'll, but you are not going to see bring Rogers back.com. No, this often. no, you're um, not. It's, it's not the same connection that nope. the fans have nope. between these two quarterbacks. No, you're ab- absolutely right. So in America, we love to blame people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So Michael, who do we blame here? Give me a percentage. Give me like uh 70% this 30% yeah. that whatever you want to do, you know, to equal totally. 100%. <laughs> well, well, what I'll say is, um, uh, before I give that, I'll say I, in, in, in spirit, I think there is so much blame all the way around here. I yeah. wouldn't lay it at, I, at anyone's individual feet, but the buck to me always has to stop with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the adults in the room. And that's supposed to be the organization. Yeah. Um, so what dry, it, it drives me so nuts that they knew the guy they were dealing with. They knew who Rogers yeah. was. Preach on. And they yeah, <laughs> and, and and like and 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 we we more than we do, more than fans do. Like we, we they they know who what he's really like in person and in private. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us fans could have handled this better with Rogers than they did. Um and so I'm not saying that Rogers hasn't been a complete, you know, jackweed in a lot of this. Yeah. He has. But 
if you know that, if you know that's who you're dealing with for a number of years, mm-hmm. you can manage yourself into right. a better solution than you did. Right. So I would say 60-40 Packers organization blame. Nice. I want 70-30. So we're both okay. on the same page. So anything else you want to add before we say some nice things about Rodgers? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean I've got lots of nice things to say about Rodgers. I I, okay. I I am, but I am I am I am ready to be done dealing with uh just him. I don't know, like like I I feel I feel bad for him. He's 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 got, and I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that sincerely. I was talking to that about that with a friend of mine today. That he clearly is is searching for something, and I don't know. Yeah. If he's finding it, I, I, he, he insists on his own enlightenedness so much mm-hmm. that it makes me worry that he's really, he, he's really not in a great place. So I, I'm, I, I, I'm a little bit worried for him, but, um, but you know, he's going to do great in New York. I think, I think he'll, he'll, have oh, a we'll get, we'll get to that. We're going to differ yeah. on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So give me. One of your favorite moments. Actually, I want to... Can you give me three? Is that too much to ask? Oh, not at all. Not at all. So just go start with number one, number two, number three. Favorite moments can be anything. I feel like I should go in reverse order because they kind of build up. Oh, there you go. I love it. Yeah, so I'll I'll say that uh, my number three uh, uh, favorite moment uh, uh, with Rodgers would be the 2016 divisional playoff at the Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Good Um, one. Yes. So that was uh, obviously he, he owned everybody in that stadium um, Mm. uh, every season (laughs) and winning the Super Bowl down there. Um, That, that game is for those who don't remember the specifics was the incredible throw to Jared cook uh, on the sideline. Um, uh, that was a, let me see. I think I've got the stats right here. Oh, uh, it's a 35 yard pass down the mm. left sideline to tight end Jared cook, uh, who somehow kept both feet in bounds. So, um, they Mason that, that got Mason Crosby within range for a 51 yard yeah. field goal to win the game. So it wasn't even a chip shot. After no, that. it wasn't chip shot, but, but they, but they got in range and that, that, that game is unbelievable. Um, and they shouldn't have been winning. That was against the number one seed that year. The Cowboys yes. knocked them out. You know, that's always fun to do in, in uh, another team stadium. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, my my Texas friends are going to hate me for this, too, because my number two is the 2014 divisional playoffs against the Dallas Cowboys. This was the Des Bryant no catch. Uh, Des Bryant uh, no catch one. Lambeau Field. Yep. Loved that one. Uh, a great game to rewatch. The lighting in the game that day the, the, in Green Bay was beautiful. And mm. just uh, that that team should have won the Super Bowl. The, it, because oh. obviously we'll, we'll all remember yeah. the next week was the, the <sighs> debacle in Seattle. Oh, my God. Um, Don't forget But that, that game, that, that that team was ready to go to a Super Bowl. Um, yes. and, and then my number one, the, the, I mean, really, the, the, the greatest moment in my view uh, in, in Aaron Rodgers' career is fourth and eight in Chicago. Uh, the year he came yep. back from his broken collarbone to Randall Cobb. Um, I remember where I was, you know, uh, you know, I was, I was in my apartment in Milwaukee uh, with my girlfriend at the time, who now is my wife. Um, and uh, we were drinking bourbon County stouts. I remember everything. It was nice. a very, very vivid uh, nice. uh, memory and uh, I lost it and it was great. And yeah, that those are probably my top three. So I'm looking at your page here. Uh, you got an honorable mention. Give me an honorable oh, mention yeah. one. Oh gosh, there's so many. Uh, let's see. What's the first one here? Uh, you got the one with the Giants. 
Yes. Oh, well, yeah, that one's great. That that was great because it's it, it was a hell of a game that no one remembers in, in 2011, the 15 and one season. Yes. Um, uh, it was in New York uh, and the Giants took them all the way to like the final minutes. So that's it was just an offensive heavy game. Um, Clay Matthews has a pick six in that game off of Eli Manning, which yep. is really fun. Um, uh, Donald Driver has a touchdown with like, you know, barely keeping his toes in, in uh, mm-hmm. bounds in the end zone. Um, uh, and that's another one where Aaron Rodgers he had 53 seconds left late in the game uh, and had to drive the length of the field to get in field goal range for Mason Crosby to uh, kick the winning field goal. Um, so similar to to uh, I want to say it was 2021. It was 2020. Yeah, 2021. Um, the second of the most recent MVP seasons when we went to San Francisco and and Rodgers and Devontae hit twice and then. Uh, spiked it and then they kicked the field goal to win in that one in week three mm-hmm. um uh and rogers gave like his pump like after like spiking the ball uh uh even though it was like still like a 53 yard field goal that mason had to hit <laughs> like um he did a similar thing in new york that day that the, they, they had to go the length of the field and made a similar kind of pump fist uh when he spiked the ball uh knowing that they were going to win so um that's a great game yes so my three two one really quickly the Miracle Motown, yeah. 15. I was an idiot because I was. We were losing that game. I don't know it was ten seconds left. I shut off the TV and I'm like, "Lose to the Lions!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I go in my, I go in my office and I'm just pacing around and I'm like, "Oh well, I'll just look at the final score." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, you know, and I run back out and flip on the TV, and that's the one where you almost hit the roof. Right. Oh, love it. Unbelievable. Um, second one was with um, the Bear game. Mm-hmm. So we're right on that. And my first one was the third and 10 play in the Super Bowl against Pittsburgh, where he yes. threw to Greg Jennings. Yep. Where he just threw that laser and over the outstretched fingers of that one defender from the Steelers. Yep. And that, oh. Yeah. I, incredible. You know, my honorable mention is the Atlanta game in the second half where it was just like, yeah, you, you could literally would have blitzed them with 12 people. Yeah. 14 people, 18 people. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. He, he was just so on fire and in his zone. It, it didn't matter. That was the Aaron Rodgers that you wish we would have seen once <sighs> in the playoffs at some point. Cause, but, but, but he never Kill really me. got that to that in the playoffs again. Um, uh, that are, was unbelievable. That was other world killing me mike <laughs> yeah i know i know <laughs> but that pass in the super bowl oh. I'm, I'm right there with you yeah and again let's reiterate this is all his fault yeah last time our special teams we can't even oh, yeah. block people no it's absolutely thing you do <laughs> absolutely you you would you would like to think that that they that he could you know it's not it's not all his fault but it's sort of like in in these games, it, it's a very hard argument to refute that. What what was the final score in that game? I want to say it was like fourteen to set fourteen to ten. I think the the the, the, the yeah. yeah. So like, gosh, with 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 a supposedly transcendent Hall of Fame quarterback, you would like to think he can get more than one touchdown in that game. And Devontae um, Adams in his prime. Come on, yeah. Exactly. And that and I think that's the reason why 
even though, yes, he gets more blame than he deserves as the quarterback, in addition to getting more credit than he deserves sometimes. Um, he gets more blame than he deserves because of what he is, right? It's it's mm-hmm. like it's 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 the same with Tom Brady. Like somehow Tom Brady always oh, delivered Tom at this moment. Yeah. You know how much I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, I know. I hear you. He's an anomaly. He's an anomaly, but it's like that's what you that's what you expect, right? Is that, is that you yeah. know when when if it's if it's thirteen to to yep. ten or whatever, absolutely. And you've got Aaron Rodgers, you should be able to win that game. Yeah, yeah. you should be able to win that game. So he's going to the Jets. Yeah. Give me your crystal ball, as we were doing last yeah. night. Um, what kind of season is he going to have, personal? Okay. I, I would have oh like on a personal level or as a player as a player excuse me as a player I'm sorry that's all right yeah, no as, as a, as a pl- I think I think he's uh I I have no reason to bet against him and 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 mm, he does seem to be his best when he's got a grudge so I I would have no reason to to think he's not capable of a, a fifth MVP gotcha okay now where do you think the Jets end up um I'm guessing. <laughs> You know, everything's been following far up to a T so far. <laughs> uh, AFC title game? Losing in the AFC title game? Really? Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to hold you to it. And everyone yeah. listening, we're going to hold Michael to this. Before <laughs> the start of the season, I'm going to have you back on. Yeah. And we're going to go through the Jets schedule, and we're yep. going to go through the Packers schedule, and we're okay. going to do win-loss. Okay? All right. Yep. And then we're going to see what happens, and we will come back. And I'm holding this to you again, Michael. Yeah. Now you Packer Blitz fans, we're holding Michael to this. He's going to come on <laughs> from time to time when he's not making great films and everything like that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the games and we're going to talk about where we are and see what our records are. So yeah, that's good. I agree that he's going to have an MVP season. My yeah. buddy Andy said, absolutely not. There's no way he can catch up. And by the time he does and he gets to midseason, it's too late. So that's his and, and I he makes a lot of sense because you gotta be all in, right? You gotta be like at the mini camps, you gotta be at the OTAs, you gotta be at the the pizza parties. <laughs> you <laughs> right? ideally would be, yeah. You ideally would be. be. Right? Yeah. You, you, I mean you just have to be. You would, you, oh. I mean, yeah. I, I, I what mm-hmm. I, what I, the only wrinkle I'll throw into that is that he is going into the system with Nathaniel Hackett that he won his last two MVPs with. Okay, so here's the other thing, devil advocate, as my yes. friend Andy is. What did Nathaniel Hackett do last year with the Broncos? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it's pretty obvious that you know people have been hiring him to try and get Rodgers. Like yeah. you know, and when and when they didn't get Rodgers, they they brought Russell Wilson as a as a second option, second option. and and that didn't work <laughs> at all. Um, so now the Jets hired him again as their offensive coordinator, and uh, they got Rodgers. Yeah. So um, it's a uh, you know, I, I honestly, if, if if the Packers organization was better at business and better at you know looking out for the organization <laughs> and and giving us three first round picks, he'd be a Denver Bronco last year, and who knows yeah. what would have happened. You're right, my friend. You are right on. So I agree with you. He's going to have a great season. I think personally he gets to the divisional round. Okay. Um, just because for him to get the AFC championship, and he, he just might. Yeah, I'm not yeah. bad against him. 
um, a lot of dominoes have to fall. Like yeah. Earl has to get hurt. Mahomes yeah. has to get hurt. Um, Herbert. Well, I don't know they got to get hurt. hurt. Well, here, here, here's what I'll throw Allen. in. Because you're, you're right. You're right that the AFC is a gauntlet in the way that the yeah. NFC isn't. But um, just remember that the Jets have a killer defense. So you know mm -hmm. he's he's he hasn't had a killer defense really since maybe 2014 and since early no, earlier from then you know 2010. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. So, and you said earlier you think he's going to play two more years. Is that correct? I I I'm right now. I would bet that he'll play at least two more years. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I totally yeah. agree. I think if he gets to the AFC championship game, there'll be enough people in his ear to say, Hey man, we are right there. Yeah. Now, do I think he goes back? Uh, I don't know. Depends upon a lot of things, right? Yeah. Free agency draft. Who's losing who? I mean, Kansas city, if you've been paying attention to at any of the free agency news, they've been losing some key people. Yeah. And dolphins have been adding key people. Uh, the Patriots have 50 some million under the cap. They will add key people. Yep. Um, so it's like, you know, both of can... whom are in Rogers new division. Correct. <laughs> I mean, Jalen Ramsey is going to the dolphins, right? He knows Rogers. He's played against them and he's still a pretty good corner. So, yep. all right. It is time to role play, Michael. <laughs> all right. I am Jordan love. Okay. And uh -huh. I'm calling you on the phone. Because, Michael, you're a good fan, and you got a good head on your shoulders. And I want some <laughs> advice from you. So, hi, Michael. I'm Jordan Love. What are you going to yes. say to me? Uh, I would say um, to basically swear off any sports media through the <laughs> entire season right now. Don't okay. don't listen to anything. Don't, don't listen to ESPN Radio. Don't watch ESPN. Don't anything like that. Um, uh, just focus on your game. Uh, uh, you know, you've got two years with us here. You're not, we're, you're not on a hot seat. We're not going to bench you for anything this year. Yeah. You, you are free to make mistakes and screw up and get better. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, it's kind of the, the whole, the whole, uh, Mike Holmgren to Brett Favre thing. Like we're joined at the hip. We're either going up together or going down together. So, because it really is the case, um, you know, if, if if Jordan Love isn't it, heads are going to roll. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're we're giving you a bunch of leash here. Um, don't think about anything other than your game. You have freedom to screw up early on here. You're with us for two seasons. We'll make this work. Um, you know, just grow, just get better every day. That's all we need to do. Michael, that was some great advice. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I'm telling Jordan Love. I said the same yeah. thing. Be yourself. Yeah. Don't think about Aaron Rodgers. Don't think about Brett Favre and saying, I am, oh my God, two mm -hmm. Hall of Fame quarterbacks? That's not fair. <laughs> right. No, dude. Just play your game. Go yep. up there and play. If that means it's third and 10 and you're going to run, okay. That's what you want to do. Yep. Go run. Don't think about. Aaron Rodgers, third and ten, he'd roll out of the pocket and throw a laser to whoever down the field, and there's our first down. Mm -hmm. Like, don't think about that. Just be yourself. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's wind it up here. 
Michael, can I bring you back? Because I I want to give you enough time to do this. Um, yeah. Why the Packers didn't become a dynasty. I want to give oh, you sure. more time because I think this is an episode on itself. It, it certainly could be. Yeah, because I think there's more more things. But just a couple minutes to this before we get to talk, before you can talk about uh, your documentary and tell everybody yeah. where it's going to be on that stuff. Can you give me maybe a one sentence answer for right now that I can maybe use like a trailer or something for when yeah. I have you back on and ask you the question again? Why do you think the Packers never became a dynasty? Complacency. Oh, one word. I like that. Yeah. Complacency. All right. I'm going to file that because I want you to elaborate on it. Uh, yes. One of our next episodes, because I think, we're going to bring this topic back because we had a lot of people mm -hmm. <laughs> give me a lot of different reasons why. So yeah, I want you to, Hey man, you got a great new documentary coming out behind a uh, beyond human nature. Thank um, you. tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So it's uh, also set in green Bay, but not about the Packers. Um, <laughs> uh, if, if, if the Packers didn't exist in green Bay, green Bay would be known primarily as a paper mill town. So, uh, mm. this is a story of, uh, a paper mill worker in 1992 who went to work one day, uh, disappeared, and mm. after an exhaustive search, he was found at the bottom of a pulp vat with a jump rope tied around his neck attached to a 50-pound weight. Uh, after a two-year-long investigation, six of his coworkers were tried and convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Uh, one of them is still in prison to this day. He is up for another parole hearing this year. Wow. Um, uh, one of them has passed. Uh, and the others have all been released on various levels of parole at this point. One of them completely released on a writ of habeas corpus. Um, so uh, we made a documentary telling this story um, from all sides uh, because there's been a lot of advocacy work done on the behalf of these six guys saying they didn't kill Tom. Mm. Uh, Tom was the, the paper worker, paper mill worker. Um, and so uh, there's there's half the story that's advocating that these guys are innocent and mm -hmm. um, actually killed himself, that it was a suicide. Um, uh, and then there's the other side of the story, which is law enforcement, the, the lead investigator and the uh, prosecuting attorney, the district attorney, um, uh, who we have both in the film as well, uh, arguing that the state got it right and that uh, no new evidence has emerged in the years since. So there's no reason to think that it's anything different than what the state decided so mm. so what did after doing this i know when you're a filmmaker you get heavily involved in the film and mm -hmm. it's really hard to be neutral but this is is there anything you t took away from this documentary after you did it is there anything that changed your mind or, or made you go like i never really thought about it that way well, I had that kind of every day of the interviews. Mm. Um, we, we would we would we would talk as a crew, uh, myself and, and the director of photography and the sound guy and everything mm. um, after our interviews would conclude every day and be like, well, what did you think? And what, what did you yeah. what did you think when you heard that? And, and our, our opinions swung every day based on what we mm. heard. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, we, we never really got comfortable with a belief yeah. so to speak we went in with with a curiosity as our primary uh, orientation and wanting to tell the story of the human beings involved yeah. and understanding why does it, why why has why has this case captured the 
consciousness of Green Bay and and you know the larger Brown County community for going on thirty years. It's been this is the thirtieth anniversary. Oh, um, oh. Uh, why has it been that way? Like why this case and not all the other cases? Um, uh, and how does something like this happen? How how does a, how does a case that becomes so notorious unfold? Um, and so we wanted to tell that story. And so, no, I don't, I don't have, um, a really firm opinion on what happened to Tom. Uh, but what I will say is that, uh, my hope is, uh, that the film itself is, uh, functions as how we think stories like this happen, how we think, you know, this, this case became so notorious. Why, why is it that this is, um, uh, such a, such a haunting case? Yeah. I watch a ton of documentaries, my friend, and I, I'm definitely going to watch this one. Yeah. But the question is, where can I watch it? <laughs> it Absolutely. Yeah, so for, for now, and, and I'll, I'll be able to update further uh, on subsequent episodes, but um, uh, for now, we have our festival screenings scheduled, um, uh, most of them. So we are having our world premiere in Green Bay, which is very <laughs> appropriate, uh, on April 14th. That's a Friday. Okay. Uh, at the Tarleton Theater. You can get tickets to that via the Green Bay Film Festival's website. Um, they may be having, uh, be scheduling a second screening because the first one is uh, getting close to selling out, um, yeah. but they haven't decided that just yet. Um, uh, but they'll they at least have that one. And then the very next day on Saturday, April 15th uh, at 4 p.m. in the midday, we're going to screen as part of the Wisconsin Film Festival in Madison. Uh, and that one is going to be at the marquee theater at union South uh, in downtown Madison, kind of the campus area. Um, and so we'll screen it there. And then we will also be screening it at the Milwaukee film festival, uh, which just announced yesterday, but they haven't given us a date or time yet. So you have to okay. stay tuned to our social media channels on that. After yeah. that though, for all the listeners, this will be on uh, domestic video on demand. Uh, I just can't announce where and, and when yet. Okay. Well, we would do that when we have you back on. Yes. <laughs> But everyone will be able to see it. Just, just stay tuned. <laughs> uh, I am excited. Um, just the trailer alone, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Well, and thank why, you. I, I heard about it to be honest with you, but I'm like, when this comes out, people, you'll hear more about it. Trust me, because it's it's yeah. an amazing story. Um, it, it really pulls at several different emotions. Um, in my feeling, from just just seeing the trailer, I was like, wow, this is, this is crazy. So, and, uh, I'm super excited and I'm super, uh, you know, thankful again for you being on my podcast. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. It's my pleasure. And, you know, I wish you all the best with this. And, you know, my main thing is we all, we love our Packer fans. Now we just have to wait. <laughs> To see what the Jets get. According to Michael, we're probably going to get a second rounder. Which, if yeah. that happens, <laughs> it's it's bad. I am man. not going to be happy. Let's just let's put it that way. It's and bad. So... <laughs> it's bad. So, Michael, anything else you want to add uh, before we wrap up? No, I think that's great. I uh, and I'll, I'll I always enjoy coming on. Uh, you know, talking Packers is easy, so it's not uh, it's not yeah. work at all. <laughs> yes, and we use this as our venting, so it's not. Yes. Uh, <laughs> guy sitting in your house talking to your wife and her right. roll her eyes at you <laughs> right <laughs> all right buddy well i love you 
Um, good luck on all the premieres and everything. Keep me up to date so I can uh, tell our fans and everything. And then I look forward to seeing you again. Yes, absolutely. Likewise, John. Thanks so much. All right, buddy. Have a great night. You too. This is John from Packers Blitz, and I have a great deal for you. We've been using Podbean for months now, and we love it. So you can get a free month of hosting for your podcast. But wait, there's more. We can also throw in $100 of free advertising where you can advertise on Packer Blitz or many other podcasts on Podbean. So like I said, we love it here, Packers Blitz. So all you have to do is go to PackersBlitzPodbean.com. That's PackersBlitzPodbean.com. Click on the special links, and you all set and get you up and running. And like I said, Packer Blitz loves it, and you'll love it too.